0: All right, there it is, bent. I'm gonna check it out and see how it's gonna work out on the boat. All right, there you can see it. I need to bend a little bit more, about a half inch, both of them in, and, That ought to do it. Who is the whore in the book of Revelation? Well, it's pretty easy to determine it. There's a significant number, about 25 different measures by which we can determine who she is. So let's get into the subject right away. We have here before us this painting that I did some years ago of the book of Revelation. It's actually the original was a lot larger than this, but we had it reduced down to uh, a poster size and then this banner here, which is, you can hang it outdoors and it lasts for years. This is the book of Revelation from beginning to end right here. This is the seven sealed book right here from this point to this point. This is a picture of what's taking place. This is the biblical description of what's taking place this is on the earth, this is under the earth at the same time, and this is in the heavens. And this is after the tribulation, the 2,000-year millennial reign, and the great white throne judgment, the earth destroyed, a new earth created, and it's painted up here and illustrated down here. So what we're talking about is painted right here, Revelation chapter 17. You've got a seven-headed beast. And a whore rides the back of the beast. And we're going to find out who that whore is because it's central to the book of Revelation, book of Daniel, central to Bible teaching. So let's open the scripture of truth. We're, now, by the way, we're, we're using one version here. We're using the uh, one that's based on the oldest and best manuscripts, the one that's most accurate to all the original texts, the one that is actually based on... of all the original manuscripts, maybe as much as 98%. We're not messing with any of those marginal translations in modern times like, well, like all of them. So this is the scripture of truth we're opening. Another parable spake he unto them, the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. In the Bible, in prophetic symbolic language, Woman is a derogatory negative term now bride is not, but woman used here, and in other places is a reference to a false religious system. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, so it's the kingdom of heaven again, that's not our subject, but this this is the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of God is like a woman which took and hid three measures of meal. Now we know that the church, the body of Christ, is the bread, the meal, till the whole was leavened, and we know from scripture that leaven in a prophetic or symbolic context is always used to represent corruption. You place leaven in bread and it eventually makes the whole thing corrupted, makes it rise. So which which I like I like leavened bread. And hidden three measures of meal to the whole was leavened. So here's a prophecy that the kingdom of heaven is going to suffer from leavening, from false doctrine, and that it's going to eventually affect the entire kingdom of heaven and the entire system. So we're gonna see that here in scripture now. Now this is Revelation chapter 2, the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, who hath his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet is fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, this is the church, and service, and faith, and thy patience, and thy works, says it twice, and the last, that's works, to be more than the first. So here's a church that's just full of all those good things, And he said that the last is better than the first. In other words, you picked up on your works and expanded them here in the end. that's very commendable, right? He said, nevertheless, I have a few things against thee. So writing to the church, Jesus said, I have something against you. All this good stuff, but I have something against you. Because thou sufferest that woman, Jezebel, to teach, which called herself a prophetess, to teach. And to seduce my servants to commit fornication and eat things sacrificed unto idols. Whoa, that sounds bad. So this woman that calls herself a prophetess, church there, was seducing, teaching and seducing servants. So it was through teaching, through Bible teaching, through doctrine. She was teaching the servants of God. So that's that's God's people. She was teaching God's people to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed to idols. Now, that's some symbolic language. We'll see that in the text. And I gave her space to repent of her fornication. And by the way, I'll say tell you now that fornication is spiritual fornication. It's used throughout the Old Testament whenever Israel would go out with other gods uh, or, or satanic activity. That was called committing adultery because they spiritually went out on their husband god i gave her space to repent of her fornication she repented not behold i'll cast her and her into a bed with them that commit adultery and with her into great tribulation so he threatens this church with ending up in the great tribulation except to repent of their deeds and i'll kill her children so this church he speaks of this this woman teaching the servants to commit spiritual fornication has children has uh Offsprings like uh, the Lutheran church, like the uh, Orthodox church, like uh, the uh, uh, Baptist church, in some cases, Methodists, all these little offsprings of the whore shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and hearts and I'll bring unto every one of you according to your works. But unto you I say unto the rest of Thyatira, as many as have not this doctrine. So the woman is teaching a false doctrine. In the church to God's servants and which have not known the depths of Satan so this false doctrine is the depths it's deep into Satanism it's uh, it is the lowest form of evil and as they speak so it's speaking uh, false doctrine I'll put up on you no other burden but that which you've already hold fast till I come in other words he says uh, you're in a pretty tough situation here Uh, being in a church with a woman teaching false doctrine. But hold on to what you got. I'm not going to put any other burden on you because it's pretty difficult where you are. He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Now, power over the nations? Does that fit into the church? If you endured unto the end, would you get power over the nation? Are going to be a president or a king or a czar? No, but it does the kingdom of heaven during the millennial reign of Christ. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. That's Christ. Rule them with a rod of iron. As the vessels of a potter shall they be broken into shivers as I have received of my father. And I'll give him the morning stars. So you're talking about Jesus Christ ruling the nations during the millennial with a rod of iron. He's going to take a rod of iron and beat them in pieces till, like a potter does, a bad piece of pottery. He pulverizes it till it makes powder, and then he puts water in it and makes a new piece of pottery. And I'll give him the morning star. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So clearly, this is directed to the churches. This is not to someone in the world that's evil. This is the church itself with this false doctrine this Jezebel called a whore, teaching and seducing God's servants. Who is this? And I said unto them, "The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth." Now we're leaving out a lot, obviously, for sake of time. The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, that was an imagery he gave, and we have that painted over here. If you look right here, this is the this is the woman riding the beast, and you can see right here this. One coming up out of the sea. Okay, let's go back to our text. The waters which thou sawest where the horse sitteth are peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. What? So this woman, this church, encompasses many peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. That's a lot of people. And ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, these, that's the woman riding the beast, which we have in the picture there, These shall hate the whore. Now we know who those ten, those are ten nations that shall arise. We're told that, given that interpretation. So this whore, this false church, is going to align herself with ten nations out of which is going to arise the Antichrist. And she's going to assist the Antichrist we talked about that last time. Look here on the chart. We've got uh, this beast here, but we have another one right here. This beast rises up, which is the whore, represents the church, the false church. And it's an individual at the head of that church, like a, a pope or a, a pastor of a mega church or head of some uh, mega church organization, worldwide church organization. This beast gives power unto the image of the beast, that it would speak. And these seven-headed beasts are seven nations, and the ten horns, he said, are ten kings that shall arise. And the beast, the Antichrist, is going to be the eleventh horn, come along late, rising up uh, like a new nation, new personality, on the scene to dominate these ten nations with this historical seven-headed beast and assisted by this dragon this uh beast that comes up out of the sea which is the same later as this illustration here of the woman riding the beast different different parabolic illustration but the same subject go back to our text here the horns which thou soft upon the beast thee shall hate the whore this is ten nations and she'll make her desolate and naked, and she'll eat her flesh and burn her with fire. And the woman which thou sawest, now this is not my interpretation, this is the Bible's, is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. So the woman is a city. A city that historically has dominated, reigned over the kings of the earth. Many nations, many people, many tongues. So where would you find a Christian religious institution that has ruled and reigned over the kings of the earth, teaches a false doctrine, has a golden cup in her hand whose color is scarlet, who sits on seven hills, which is satanic doctrine. But it has Christians in it, some of them. So I've given you some bulletin points here. Now in my book on Revelation, which I have here, this this chart here on the book on revelation, I have, uh, like 25 of these listed. Here's a few of them. So it's addressed to the churches. The church is full of charity and good works. It's taught by a woman, a false prophet. Uh, she is international. She is a city. She reigns over the Kings of the earth. The issue is false doctrine that is deeply satanic. They commit spiritual fornication she, was, she has children who will die with her. The churches will realize their fatal error, will go into tribulation. They're believers in the midst of this church. They're told to hold the truth till he comes. Overcomers will be given power over the nations when he comes. They'll rule the nations with a rod of iron. So, Click that button and subscribe if you think that this would be beneficial for other people. Now, I have past videos, lots of them, on this subject. You got one on the Antichrist you can look at. We may deal with that again in the future. We got a book on the Antichrist, in fact, and who is the Antichrist. It goes into detail on that. So this little book on Revelation right here, along with a chart like the one you see on the wall behind me, uh, in this size right here, is available that you can get for study. out where you can see it and uh, the color is brighter on this one than the one on the wall because it's printed on photo quality paper there you go so you can keep that hung on the wall as you study the book of revelation It's got the scripture references on it and then the book that follows up with it has commentary on it good study guide all right that's uh all i've got for today